0: Welcome to episode 113 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about how the San Antonio Zoo provided support to the Austin Zoo during a winter storm, and I share about a newly discovered frog in Ecuador. We learn about two new awesome picks this week, and about our animal of the week, who I think is adorable. So without further ado, Episode 113 of the Animal Addicts podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 113 of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new assortment of super awesome animals. But before we get into that, uh, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you?
1: Well, I have a dilemma. Yeah, okay. Because I I am conflicted. Okay. (laughs) Because I used to love the rain. Now I'm starting to hate it. (laughs) Cause I'm working in it.
0: Yeah, no, it's not fun to be in if you have to if you can't avoid it.
1: No, it's like. Also,
0: aren't you getting super muddy if you're working in it? Yep. Good times. I
1: I have working shoes. The Columbia, I think, is the brand name. Yeah. You know, hiking shoes. I love them so much. Because they're actually waterproof. And Ugh, I've had shoes goodness. that are waterproof and say they're waterproof, and they're not. But these ones actually are. Nice. And they're holding up. Because I had some other shoes I was wor- using there to work for a while. Mm-hmm. They totally fell apart.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> annoying. Is it freezing, though, too, in the wind? In the wind and the rain?
1: So it's actually, during the rain, it wasn't that cold. That's good. Um, we I have been there when it's raining and cold, and that sucks.
0: Yeah, I imagine so.
1: But I always wear multiple layers. Like, that's the funny thing now is, like, I used to come from a life where I was like, I just wear a t-shirt and yeah. maybe a jacket. Yeah. Now I'm layering up.
0: <laughs> well, you have to have, like, an actual, like, waterproof jacket on.
1: Yeah, we do curious. have jackets. Okay, good. We do have raincoats there, and in case of emergencies, little bright um, flashlights. Oh, okay. If power goes out.
0: Oh so. gosh, gosh, gotcha, okay.
1: Um, but yeah, it gets really muddy and <laughs> our stairs some of them are good. Other ones is like I'm going to eat shit down these one day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
1: In combination of how they are and I am clumsy.
0: Oh, okay. So not entirely the stairs. Fault. No,
1: not entirely the stairs. It's partly me.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but At least you um, take responsibility, yeah.
1: But also, it's like because it's the same thing every time, like with rain, because you have to do rain prep, Okay. And, uh, get ready for it because we have drains throughout the compound mm-hmm. for water to run to, and um, <laughs> and it's like you s- prep rain for the day before the rain comes, clear all the drains, take out sediments because the one. There's one that always fills up with dirt and okay. then it becomes pretty practically useless. Oh no. Um, so you always have then actually for a while we didn't know it was there because of how much dirt piled up there. Oh no. So it just looks <laughs> like regular ground and then we were doing rain prep one time and collecting sand for the sandbags like, oh there's a drain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie doopsies.
1: Yeah. So you have to do that like every day is like make sure things don't start flooding
0: yeah that would suck
1: (laughs) yeah and then of course i'm very surprised i haven't eaten shit in mud yet (laughs) because i'm not well coordinated
0: (laughs) oh no i almost did it was when it started raining because initially they didn't say it was gonna be a ton Mm -hmm. of rain so we have a sump pump because in our back area it'll fill up and start coming into the pool room and it's a whole mess anyway so we have a sump pump that we can put out there when it gets really bad and i'm like such a pain to put out like i don't want to have to do it if it's not going to be heavy rain Mm -hmm. and then i'm like laying in bed one morning and it's really heavy and i'm like please stop and it's not stopping i'm like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) so i had to go out in the pouring rain it was already muddy so i have my little like gardening shoes on i like almost ate shit in the Mm -hmm. mud because it's uneven and it like gives and it was not a fun experience Mm -hmm. anyway so i imagine working in it would be way worse yeah I feel like if I fell in the mud I would just stay there <laughs> be like I'm just <laughs> this is just my life now
1: <laughs> I don't know what I would do cuz like I don't bring a second jacket
0: <laughs> That'd be awful
1: Yeah it's like and there were times like I'm not okay it's starting to rain but I'm always all the way over here I feel like I can get this done faster than it would yeah, take me to yeah, go yeah. run back, get my raincoat, and then do what I was Why going Why don't you to do? just bring
0: a little poncho that you can just stick in a pocket and then pop it over you? And then also, if you fell down, it would at least get the dirt.
1: See, that makes sense, but I still probably won't do it.
0: I literally used my poncho to go out and put the thing out, and it was great. <sighs> They're like 50 cents. <laughs> really? <laughs> or like a dollar. I don't know. Where'd you I get bought your a poncho? Few- Target.
1: Oh. Them Target
0: in the like camping section And then I had I thought I had more too And I couldn't find the one inside and I was like I'm not Going out there I'm not putting on my nice mm-hmm. jacket Like my nice winter coat to go get muddy mm-hmm. So I was like I just punch him in my car because I keep it in my car For emergencies I only had the one though So I guess if I had a passenger there So well. yeah. anyway so but um I highly recommend it yeah, yeah. sitting in my tub Like drying out
1: <laughs> yeah but one of the Funniest things is like some What some of the animals decide to do Because like we do rotations for our cats Like they get each cat it's a different day for the yard. Yeah. Um except for Tia's, they both get access to the yard. Um, we just do rotation mm-hmm. halfway through the day. And um one of our servals, it was his day in the yard, so he was just it was already raining. He mm-hmm. went he decided to go out, but then it started coming down a bit harder, and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I don't like this. He went under this little stool that's out in the play yard and it's like, I don't like this no oh, more.
0: buddy! <laughs>
1: it's like you've done this to yourself.
0: Oh, no. Oh. He's like, this is too much. I'm mm-hmm. kind of tempted to go to the animal park mm-hmm. to see how they all react to the rain. Yeah. But. I think
1: I've done, I have gone there when it was raining before.
0: How was it? I can't remember.
1: It was a long time ago. Okay. But I remember it was like, there was a really cloudy day. It was like sprinkling on and off.
0: Oh, sprinkling is yeah. not a deal. Then I won't care about that. But I'm kind of tempted to go during the day, but it depends on the animals. I still think they'd probably just stand there, though. They'd be like, mm-hmm. ugh, <laughs> this is annoying. Yeah,
1: but I know because of this winter storm, there's a lot of places that are having to close. Yeah. Um, Temporarily. Like, I know Big Bear Zoo has been closed for several days. Oh, boy. Um, and then Lions, Tigers, Bears, they've blanketed in snow now oh, up boy. in Alpine. <laughs> Oh boy, I think Oregon Oregon Co- Zoo had it closed too.
0: A few zoos have had it close. Yeah,
1: it's but be-
0: so yeah, it's pretty crazy. We have snow. Julian doesn't usually get snow. I don't think. I think they rarely get snow up in Julian, and they're covered in snow yeah. right now. So it's pretty I should crazy. ask
1: my friend. She volunteers at the Wolf Center. Yeah, she would know.
0: No, I saw like on my little like you know neighborhood thing they're like just don't even try to go julian right now (laughs) yeah you will be turned away like there
1: was a beach near santa barbara that was getting snow it's it's
0: It's crazy crazy. (laughs) even in pasadena almost in pasadena they have like a little light sprinkling Mm -hmm. on the floor like what (laughs) what is this Mm -hmm. mess yeah anyway so yeah
1: but i will take the weather out here because i know this one keeper she she now works at lincoln park zoo in chicago (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no yes. absolutely the, not.
1: During the winter storms they were having, she actually booked a hotel near yeah. closer to where she the zoo yeah. and walked to work.
0: Oh, you couldn't know. and then the wind <laughs> and the snow, yeah. I would never live in these places. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you so much. I every time they show the things like in the winter and like, oh, this meanwhile in San Diego and' she's like surfing. That we're like yeah we don't do this stuff yeah we don't do these storms. i don't do tornadoes i don't yeah. do any of that stuff not happening it
1: reminds me of this audio on tiktok it's like we don't have snowstorms we don't have tornadoes we don't have alligators we don't have snowstorms we don't. <laughs> oh wait not snowstorms it was um tornadoes, tornadoes earthquakes alligators yeah well, we and while they were getting rid of their uh snow covered car oh
0: oh okay 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 that's what it is so, yeah, no, I will take earthquakes anytime, mm-hmm. anytime over these yeah. other issues.
1: But now that you mentioned the zoo, I was like, part of the reason I want to go is like, I want to know how busy it is when it's a rainy day.
0: Probably not very busy. Yeah. But I imagine the animals are not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. If it's not downpour, I do want to go someday and just wear it, prepare, dress appropriately, and just go see what it's like. Because mm-hmm. like they all, all the, you know, workers still have to be there. Yeah. So they're probably bored out of their minds. They'll probably yeah. be like, you know, remember it's where we used to work sometimes when people wouldn't come in and like someone finally comes in and you're like, how can we help you? Yes.
1: Everyone's <laughs> running. It's like, I got people this. People be your
0: personal shopper right now. <laughs> what do you need? No,
1: like sometimes when we don't have like tours or shows, it's nice because yeah. then we can get stuff done. But then other times it's like, I don't know what to do. They're yeah, like, I am I'm just bored. going to do laundry.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's nice sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure they're probably like, oh, finally a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Anyway. All right. Well, that's not so exciting for you. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was watching um, a show I like on Apple TV, and then they did this advertisement for another show, and I was like, oh, that looks fun. So I totally binged in one day, (laughs) as I sometimes Uh. do, um, a show on Apple TV called The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy, and it's fantastic. It kind of reminds me of this other show I was watching for a bit, which I don't know what it's called exactly, but it's like some... Tra- something with Jack Whitehall. He's a comedian, and he's, like, a silly British comedian, and his dad is, like, this old curmudgeon guy, and, they tra- and they're and they very different, and they travel a bunch of places, and it's but it's extremely staged. Like, so many things they do. I'm like, this is so beyond staged, I can't even, guys. Which I'm sure a lot of this one is also staged, but it wasn't as phony-feeling to me. <laughs> anyway, but it's fantastic. Of course, if you don't know Eugene Levy, American Pie, and Schitt's Creek, the dad. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Um, I feel like anytime you think Eugene Levy, I just think eyebrows. Anyway, um, so it's fantastic, but he goes to all these different places. Which, first of all, the hotels just get increasingly more and more expensive. So, I think the one in the Maldives was seven thousand dollars a night <laughs> for this hotel. Another one, I think the cheapest one they did was like three grand a night or something. They seven. were so expensive. But that one, if they have like this this saying of like anything you want any time. And they'll go and get, like, whatever you want on a whim. So, obviously, like, celebrities and rich- obviously rich as fuck people go there. They can drop seven grand in a night. That's a European vacation. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's also funny because, he like, he's afraid of heights. He doesn't like water. He's very much like a city folk type person. So, he just struggles with a lot of the things. And he goes all these amazing places. And, like, this one hotel's in Finland. And they have like an like a full glass, you know, window so you can see the Aurora Borealis at night and stuff. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I wanna go all these places he's going. It looks except for the African one. I'm like, I'm not saying that hotel F that noise. I'm gonna get eaten. Anyway (laughs) (laughs) Um like not happening. But anyway, um Why my
1: coworkers going to supposed to be going to Africa? That's really
0: cool. And I I just wanna go so bad. Anyway. Well, another
1: thing we do is we have safaris. Those tours, yeah. yeah.
0: Do you get to go on them eventually sometime? Oh, that sucks. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so he goes to all these places, but one of the places he goes, the Maldives, and he's like, and they send you, this is hotel, this is the swanky seven grand a night hotel, send you this thing a week in advance of like, what activities do you like? And like, if you could have any meal, what do you want? And he goes for a cheeseburger and fries and a shake, but it was a fancy ass (laughs) cheeseburger and fries and shake on like this little sand. Anyway, it was crazy. But this one place, so he checks no to all the activities because it's like scuba diving, snorkeling. What? First of all, I'd be like, yes, 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 yes 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 yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's like, so it was like snorkeling, scuba diving, windsurfing, hell yeah, kayaking, paddle, I don't know if kayaking, but paddle boarding, um, scuba diving with a. I forget what they called it but something with sharks I was like fuck yeah sign me up and like all these things. he's like I don't like water so he's like I don't like any water related activities so he gets there and then also you have a personal butler at this place so she's like oh what kind of activities do you want to do and he's like I like golf here <laughs> in the Maldives Are you? the Maldives is this collection of tiny islands and the highest point apparently in the Maldives is six feet above sea level which also makes me think if a typhoon or a tsunami goes through there you just die I guess I don't know how you handle that anyway but um um, so yeah so it, it was crazy but anyway but he goes so she's like okay so i've arranged this activity and it's like a spa treatment and it's like a noise not noise like a sound therapy type thing anyway so you go but he goes down underwater which he hated <laughs> but i was like this is amazing mm. so you think like the shark tank thing at sea world yeah. or one of those were like you go through okay but in the ocean like 20 feet down and all these like fish and stuff are swimming about you I'd be like I would be in heaven (laughs) he did not enjoy it very much but like I was like this is fantastic I want to go to this place so bad so that was amazing obviously then he got to do all the like rich people stuff and then so she did get him golfing things and then so she leaves like a golf clubs on this like sand dune where he's not sand dune but like sand bar where he's having his crazy meal and um and then she's like oh don't worry the golf balls are biodegradable and like filled with fish food essentially what so you can golf into the ocean oh and you're not God. like polluting anyway so he just golfs into the ocean and then um so that one was crazy i was like this is fantastic and also all those places he goes i'm like i want to do that i want to do that i want to do that so bad except for the going into the ice water no thank you in finland not no. not for me not for me anyway but um Which he did not like, this, like, dry suit thing, but anyway. So, um, but he got to, like, drive a sled dog, like, a sled um, with dogs. I'm like, well, I want to do that. That'd be so fun. And it was so crazy. Anyway, also, it was funny because in that one, he goes with this, like, reindeer farmer. And he's in the back of the cart with the dog. And I'm pretty sure it's a Finnish slappin'. Anyway. But that was amazing. Then he goes to Africa, and there's no way in hell I'd stay in this hotel. I'm like, I'm going to get eaten, obviously. What is to stop a lion to getting to me, aside from hope. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not happening. But then they go on, like, a little safari, and he sees a leopard almost immediately. And I'm like, Phew. I feel like that's the one you would never see. Really? Yeah. I feel like lions, they see a lot. Leopards are the ones who are a little more elusive. Yeah. And it was doing a, its leopard thing in My a tree. My boss has
1: seen... A couple leopards before they had one that because they're where they um were stationed yeah there were a little warthog family that oh, was no. staying in this little refuge underneath yeah. underground and a leopard had come in and gotten the warthog oh no yeah
0: anyway so um that was crazy so he didn't see a lion on the trip but anyway and then so yeah but the, so this hotel is like over a train track and you're in train cars basically but I'm like, what is to stop the lion from walking across that? I mean, they're not necessarily going to come to this place, but I'm just like, I don't. Also, just snakes can just get in here. Like, no, thank you. And then went to Costa Rica, which is amazing and highly recommend it. But anyway, um, but so Africa, so he goes out with like uh, veterinary, because they're in the, um. oh my gosh, I forget the name of it. It's like the famous park in South Africa. Kruger? I want to say it's Kruger National yeah, Park. Yeah,
1: Kruger National Park.
0: Anyway, so they go out and they're taking like, samples and stuff from an elephant so they dart an elephant and then he goes and they have him like try to get a fecal sample she's not down with Uh, (laughs) he tries it he does not succeed anyway uh, he's like that elephant knows me and it hates me now (laughs) anyway but um so we got to do that and then they took him because he likes golfing so they take him to this golfing range only in freaking South Africa. I got it. This is like rich white people shit. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. it's a golfing range. And like he's like, oh, well, it has to be safe because it's a golfing range. And then you come in and the sign's like, we are not responsibly for bodily injury, including death. <laughs> like, there's no fencing so the animals can just wander onto the, fe- the field, the course at any time. And then he's like golfing over a water trap, but there are fucking hippos in it. I'm like, there's no way. No. I would not be that close. to. First of all, if you hit that hippo, it's going to be pissed. And that's rude. And I don't know if these are biodegradable, like the ones in the Maldives. Anyway, Uh. and then um, but the hippo's like looking pissed to me. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be anywhere near a hippo. Those things can move. I'm not doing it. Mm. I'm like, and he was like, I'm gonna go to the like food court thing and be safe. Anyway, but it was crazy.
1: That's kind of the thing. Is like people when they first go over there. It's like my boss telling me is like, it's not Disneyland. No. because she was telling me about how she got ransacked by baboons because and they plotted out because um she found one in her shower yeah <laughs> was like um she is called uh to my her co-director uh my other boss and to come help her out with it so they were distracted, take care of things in that room. Yeah. And then the rest of the troop went into <laughs> that room while she left. They're and smart. Everything.
0: Anyway, yeah, they'll work together. And mm-hmm. then they have, like, hyenas out and stuff. And I just, all the time they show these little caravan things, they're open. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, a lion can jump really far. Mm-hmm. This is not far enough. <laughs> Thank you. Put me in a closed but, vehicle. Um, but
1: part of the reason I brought up our tours was because, like, I'm thinking $7,000 a night. Like, those tours are less than $7,000.
0: Yeah. Well, this Maldives thing is obviously for ridiculously rich people. I know. Can I?
1: Why can't I make Ari Rich? Because I know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I probably would not get along with a rich person.
0: No, I don't think I would either. Yeah. Well, that's not true. There are some nerdy people who are rich, and we'd yeah. get along in a lot of ways. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I just. Uh, these hotels he was staying at were just ridiculous. And some of them, I'm like, I. Like, then he's in Venice, and it's full of, like, things from like the like 12th century or whatever the hell. I'm like I don't want to touch anything in here. I don't mm-hmm. want to break anything. I'm hor- also I'm just like it's I'm sorry it's not pretty. It's ugly. This is just people who had money who wanted to show it off and it's not even pretty. Kind of like people with really ugly sports cars and I'm like that's an ugly ass car. You just want to show that you have money, but like if you're going to show you have money, have a beautiful like Maserati or something. Mm-hmm. Don't have this
1: yeah, Gross it reminds thing. me of like when I was in Hearst Castle and it's like keep my hands behind my back.
0: Yeah, I like just don't Do not touch, touch a anything. Castle, you'd have to wander off to damage something. But you're staying in this room. I would the find a way. The furniture in your room that you're supposed to sit on is like ancient, like with actual gold in it and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Yeah. Anyway, so it's crazy. Also, speak of global warming, Venice is <laughs> Their water level has apparently raised, I think they said, two meters at least. Yeah,
1: My sister was telling me about that. I was like, I was not aware.
0: That is yeah. a problem. So when they do the gondolas mm-hmm. under the bridges, you have to, like, duck. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. So it was crazy. But it was amazing because the Maldives one, too, he hates the water. And he's, like, he's done his little golfing thing. And he's just, like, he's, like, this has actually been, like, really nice. And then the cameraman's, like, Eugene, you're in the ocean. I mean. The waves have barely touched his feet, but he is in the water and he was like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like his smile is just like so genuine. And he like goes out again, like foot deep, but still, <laughs> like he hates the water. And it was like, Oh, it's so great. Anyway, I highly recommend the series, it's fantastic. And I'm just so jealous of these places he says, Oh my God, the place in Costa Rica. Oh, that one I think was like three grand a night. It's built like into the jungle, but actually, they said that the jungle had been like totally wiped out by cattle farmers. Or cattle ranchers, and then they went and replant in the jungle. Mm. Anyway, it's amazing, and I can definitely attest. Costa Rica is beautiful. Anywho, but then it's funny because he's very afraid of wildlife and stuff too. And they're like, "Oh, we'll have you do like a nighttime hike to go see wildlife." And even I'd be like, "I don't know about I that would in the kill to do that. in the rainforest, all the deadly things." Anyway, so they found an eyelash pit viper. Oh. So, of course, he doesn't want to get near that thing. And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, so their venom would be pretty, you know, pretty bad. So, he's like, so how long would you have to get help after this bit? He's mm-hmm. like, about an hour to get to, like, the hospital. He's like, and where's near the nearest hospital 45 minutes away?
1: <laughs> we, we can do it. <laughs>
0: so, so he's just like, not. and it's like all spiders and snakes mostly is what they're seeing at night. Anyway, but it was just the Costa Rica one. I'm like, I wish I could stay here. This little looks... looks fantastic anyway amazing highly recommend it amazing animal things and it was just very entertaining okay so let's get into what we want to talk about casey go ahead and and take us away
1: so now i talked about weather and working in the field
0: yeah mm -hmm. how it sucks an actual field (laughs) and now to talk about how it
1: can be a true disaster okay because um austin zoo over in Obviously, Texas. Austin, Texas. <laughs> yes. um, They were hit by the winter storm, too. And it was really bad because they were getting four feet of snow, Ooh. and they were getting a lot of damage to some of their outdoor enclosures. There's
0: no way I'd ever live in Texas for so many reasons. Anyway, yeah. and weather is so the
1: <laughs> Yeah, there's trees that have been uprooted, dropped lens debris, and extensive damage. So... Uh, They actually had a call into the Zoological Disaster Response, Rescue, and Recovery.
0: Which Casey talked about a few episodes ago.
1: Yes, I did. And so the San Antonio Zoo's um, response team was sent over. And um, so apparently the San Antonio Zoo's team Mm -hmm. is like twice the size of their departments there. At Austin? Yeah. Okay. Um, Which makes sense. It's a very small zoo. Yeah. Um, And um, so... What would have taken them weeks to clear out, um, because of like four feet of snow and all that nastiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is um sorry, not four feet of snow. That was something I misread. Um <laughs> uh that what would have taken them weeks to do, they were able to do in about seven hours.
0: Oh wow, nice.
1: Yeah. And um and the San Antonio team is like apparently one of the best teams that the Z D R three has access to to send to other zoos to help them out
0: well, they have to deal with all of the natural issues. So, um,
1: actually they also, uh, I found out a bit more of, so the ZDR three really took off after hurricane Harvey. Um, because, um, that's where San Antonio zoo led the rescue effort of the Houston, Houston downtown aquarium and Texas zoo in Victoria. And that is essentially because of those disasters, how bad it was and the response that was needed. That is how the ZDR three was formed. Hmm, Okay. So now it's a, very large, inter- not international, national network okay. of zoos and aquariums <laughs> that um help each other out in these times of needs. It makes me very grateful I do not live where it snows. Nope. Not just... Yep, nope, not doing it. Yeah, because I sometimes have to be on alert in case a power goes out. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't imagine how much worse it could be if you also have to deal with snowstorms. Awful. Yep.
0: Awful. Oh, is that it? Yes. So, oh, okay. Just to <laughs> like... going to be more to that. This is
1: like... I talked about earlier, like the stuff about closures and being of uh, of zoos from this winter, and then the true disasters that go behind the scenes. Yeah. When those closures are happening. When you
0: have actual like damage and everything, mm-hmm. and all the animals are like, why? Except for yep. the polar bears are probably like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it." Anyway. All right. Well, um, that's. Not necessarily exciting, but I guess good that that is in place Mm -hmm. to help out. Uh, I don't really have a segue to that. I guess here's my segue: Um, the San Antonio team are like heroes to the Austin team, and you know what features heroes? The Lord of the Rings. there you go that's my stretch anyway so um i'm sharing a story um from live science the article title is otherworldly lord of the rings frog discovered in the mountains of ecuador a previously unknown frog species was discovered in ecuador and named after fantasy author jrr tolkien so science in Ecuador, scientists in Ecuador have discovered a newfound species of stream frog with pale pink eyes and gold spectacled toes. Spectacled? Speckled. <laughs> He's not wearing glasses. <laughs> and gold speckled toes that look like it came straight out of Middle Earth. That's why the researchers who discovered it named it Hyloskirtus. There. Tolkienai I'm guessing is what that is. (laughs) After J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings books. The new species of frog has amazing colors, and it would seem that it lives in a universe of fantasies like those created by Tolkien. Diego F. Cisneros Heredia, I think, um, director of the Museum of Zoology of the Universidad San Francisco. This is so long. Universidad San Francisco de Quito. (laughs) Quito, I think uh usfq let's go with that one <laughs> that's better an associate researcher of the national institute of biodiversity in ecuador said in a statement the researchers described the lord of the rings frog in a study published january 19th in the journal zookeys H. Tolkieni is 2.6 inches long, 6.5 centimeters, and grayish green in color. Black spots dot its golden yellow throat, belly, flanks, and undersides of its legs. The frog's fingers and toes, too, are covered in black specks. And broad skin stripes, the creature boasts an a an arresting pair of dusty pink eyes with black irises, which remind the researchers, which reminded the researchers of the otherworldly animals and their beloved authors' fantasy worlds. Anyway, so a new species of frog. Um it's exciting that they that they found it. There you go. So um they discovered him in the Rio Negro Soplador <laughs> National Park, a largely unstudied area of pristine paramo alpine tundra, sure, and cloud forest, protected since 2018 and covering more than 185,000 acres. Like other species of stream frog, this critter lives in a clear in the clear mountain rivers and streams of the high Andes. Tadpoles mature near rocks in the rapids, while adult stream frogs prefer the protection of lush vegetation on the riverbanks. For weeks, we explored different areas of the Rio Negro Sopladora, I think, national park, walking from... I should know the accent marks, <laughs> which one Paramo this guy e
1: well, that anyway, yeah, because that's where the emphasis, yeah,
0: walking from the Paramo grasslands at thirty one hundred meters, ten thousand feet, elevation to forest a thousand meters, three point three thousand feet. we found a single individual of this new species of frog, which we found impressive due to its coloration and large size. Juan Carlos Sanchez something like that also an associate researcher at the museum of zoology at usfq and the national institute of biodiversity said in the statement anyway going on and on they found this new frog it's very exciting and he's very cool looking so there you go anyway you can read the entire article i will link it he's a cool looking frog i don't remember i've only read the hobbit i haven't read the other books i I have read none of them i don't remember the frogs being described this way so i don't necessarily know why that's a thing but sure we'll go with it he's still cool looking He's real cute. Look at his little toes. He's cute. Anyway, all right. Yeah. So that I is... remember
1: being told the books are long, or the movies. I don't. know.
0: The movies are long because they oh, yeah. they don't cut much out. Apparently, ah, every not everyone, but most people consistently say that's the best book adaptation, hmm. like into film. Anyway, except for the Hobbit, is they took wild liberties. <laughs> They've added characters that don't exist. Yeah. They made a character. They d- invented an entire romance that did not exist in the book. I was very confused when I watched it. I'm like, what are we doing? And then when they first cast Aiden Turner as, as Keeley, I think, I was like, that's interesting. That's an interesting choice. And then when I saw they added to the romance, I'm like, ah, that's how. That's why that <laughs> happened. Gotcha. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So there we go. Cool new frog species. But that's going to bring us to our picks for this week. And it was Casey's turn. And Casey, what was your category?
1: I went with Oceana reptiles.
0: So many options. All right, and Casey, what did you choose?
1: I went with the Komodo dragon.
0: Cool, they're pretty awesome. Tell us about them.
1: So their scientific name is Varanus komodiensis. Oh, I like that. And they are endemic to just a few islands of Indonesia, including Rinja, Padar, Flores, and the island of Komodo.
0: That would make sense. (laughs) Yes.
1: So these guys have been known to live up to their 30s. Um, and they are a sexually dimorphic species. The males are larger than the females. Females usually around 1.8 meters and around 70 kilograms. Males can weigh around 3 meters, 136 kilograms.
0: I don't know why I just got a flashback. I think it was when I was watching the zoo down under, and they're just in there chilling with them, and I'm like, absolutely not.
1: Well, I've seen keepers in with the Komodos at the zoo.
0: He, he's, like, touching it. He's right next to its mouth. I'm like, are you trying to die? Mm. Anyway, continue on. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So these guys... They are the largest lizards in the world, and that reminds me of when I was a little kid. I was like, wait, aren't crocodiles lizards, and aren't they bigger? <laughs> now I know better.
0: <laughs> well, you were a child.
1: Yes. Uh, but these guys are the apex predators, so when they're young, they tend to go after smaller prey, like some snakes, other lizards, small mammals, but then when they get much bigger, they can hunt things like boar, and deer, and buffalo, it's which aren't actually native to the islands.
0: Crazy.
1: Yeah. Because there's no really any large predators there, so they essentially take role the job of top predator on the island. Can
0: you even imagine what would have to hunt them? That would be—I'd so, be horrified. <laughs> Whatever's going after a Komodo dragon and can survive it, I'd be horrified.
1: Yeah, and that's the funny thing is, like, I've seen like documentaries where like they go find Komodo dragons, and they're like just completely knocked out when they're sleeping it's like you know that they have nothing no to fear when no they wrong. are knocked out i feel like, like that. it'd
0: have to be a ginormous opossum <laughs> is what could like go after a komodo dragon I feel like that's what it would require. Right. Anyway, continue. Yeah.
1: So these guys are in the monitor family of lizards. So one unique thing about the monitors is their muscles are actually not attached to the l- heart and lungs the same way that in other lizards do. So they can actually run and breathe at the same time.
0: That's very weird. <laughs> Which
1: other lizards can't do.
0: So they have to hold their... I didn't know that. But yes. They just have to hold their breath and they run?
1: hmm Yes, that's why they go for short bursts. Then they stop. Oh,
0: even the frilled lizard? hmm Cool. Okay.
1: Yeah, but monitors, their um, muscles are separated, so they can actually run and continuously breathe, which allows so them to run. So they can keep chasing you.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Though, as long as you are smart enough not to get too close, you could probably outrun a komodo. Okay. Just go and <laughs> zigzag. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, one thing that the komodo is probably most well known is its bite, mm-hmm. because um, for a long time they've been. Talking about, like, how they, when they are feeding, they will get all kinds of flesh stuck into their serrated teeth. And then it just sits there and composes, and they get a mouthful of bacteria that can kill you. Yes. Well, this has been being challenged in the th- past few years. Okay. Because when they actually did an analysis of different species of bacteria that are living in their mouth, and they did a comparison, they're actually not all that different from a human mouth.
0: Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, but what they did find is um, there was actually one instance where um, that somebody got bit by a Komodo dragon. They found these weird looking proteins in their blood, which resembled venom. And they asked, like, were you bit by a snake or something? It's like, no, I was bit by a Komodo dragon. So now there's a much larger consensus considering the Komodo dragon and several other monitors as being actually venomous.
0: Okay. So that
1: would make it the largest venomous. Horrifying. (laughs) lizard.
0: Horrifying. And I think
1: probably the largest venomous animal on
0: earth. Yes. I mean, it's probably not longer than like a king cobra, but it's definitely bigger. Yes,
1: in terms of weight. Yeah. It most certainly has that mass. And because of that venom, and I am one of those that suspects it is venom and not the bacteria thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because originally it was thought to be back venom. Yeah. Then it got changed to bacteria. And now it's back to where we started. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so they will bite into something like a water buffalo and then it will run away yeah and then it will follow it
0: and it will die yeah
1: and this is part of where they think this bacteria thing first came in because mm-hmm. they would get that bite and then water buffalo their natural instinct would be go to wall in some water and that is where they probably got some infections
0: oh okay so
1: that's possibly how that all got started hmm, okay yeah so and then they will wait for it to become weak and. Or just die and other times they just wait until it's weak enough where they can kill it Go on their after, own. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did the person who got bit die? No, he lived. Okay.
1: Yeah, he was shown in the documentary actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so good for him.
0: <laughs> the odds. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's probably a very slow acting venom, so and also most venoms tend to be more species specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the weird thing about it though is water buffalo wouldn't be a natural prey item because they were introduced to the islands. Right other larger prey that on the islands they could definitely take that same way
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but i mentioned also earlier that these guys are sexually dimorphic, and that's the only way you can really tell males and females apart because there's really nothing physically different other than size <laughs> but males when they decide to fight it's so cool uh because no like they'll grapple with one another yeah. they get on their hind legs and they're holding on to each other trying Wrestle, to knock each yeah. other either and I would love to see it so much.
0: <laughs> like rattlesnakes, but with legs. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: And, um, so these guys, they're like several other lizards. They don't really provide parental care. So they lay and leave and move on. It's like, <laughs> you hatch, you're on your own. You're on Good your luck.
0: own, buddy. Also, I'm probably gonna eat you later.
1: <laughs> yes, cause they <laughs> will cannibalize on younger Komodo dragons. Mm-hmm. So younger Komodo dragons can actually climb in trees.
0: Oh, okay. Cool yeah, that's and that's fine. how
1: they can get away. But once they get bit too big, they can no longer start doing that.
0: Because the trees can't support them? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, these guys, they are currently listed as endangered by the IUCN Red List. Uh, but their population is currently stable. And I talked about part of this in a previous episode. That one of the big threats they are currently facing is loss of habitat. People are coming to the islands, but also due to climate change islands are right the water levels are (laughs) smaller yeah islands are getting smaller because the ocean levels are rising so there's less available habitat for them to live in
0: okay it just made me think of it sorry because of like venom and stuff Mm -hmm. when eugene levy was in that really amazing underwater thing and looking at all the fish they showed abandoned sea crates Uh, oh really i'm like no this is why you would be afraid of the water anyway (laughs) sorry continue on So that was it. Oh, sorry. That was the end of it. (laughs) My bad. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. Sorry. All right. Casey.
1: Yes, Allie.
0: What do you call a dragon in a silk gown? I don't know. A kimono dragon. Come up. (laughs) Anyway. Uh. All right. So I chose the thorny devil. (laughs) I don't even know what else to say. I just Googled, like, Reptiles from Oceania. And that one popped up and I'm like, I don't even need to go further. This guy looks so cool. All right. So their scientific name is Moloch horridus. Horridus? Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this lizard is native to the great sandy desert interior of Australia. They live in areas with very dry areas and sandy soils and are not often found living in the more rocky regions. They can live from 15 to 20 years. They are a relatively small lizard, only about 21 centimeters long, which will be under 10 inches if I recall. 21 is about 8 inches. Anyway, um, and weighing from 28 to 57 grams. The thorny devil is an insectivore, and the bulk of their diet consists of ants, and they can eat thousands of these tiny insects in a single day. Well, that's pretty good. It is easy to see how the lizard got its name, (laughs) as it is covered in tons of thorns all over its body. The purpose of these spines is just as one would expect. These thorny scales help to protect the thorny devil against predators. The "devil" part of their name is in reference to the two large horn scales on their head. This also is referenced in their um, scientific name as Moloch. Is it Moloch or Moloch? Moloch. Okay, Moloch. It was a name used for a deity in the ancient Near East. Near East. Is that really what it's supposed to yes, be? That's yes. what Okay. <laughs> Used for a deity in the ancient Near East that's depicted as a hideous beast. I think they're cute. Anyway, these lizards are, even have a spiny false head on the back of their neck, which they will show to predators by bending down their real head. They do this by rolling into a ball, keeping their head between their front legs, with the false head hopefully being a distraction to any would-be predator. They are multicolored with various shades of desert browns and tans, which help them to blend in with their desert environment. These colors can change seasonally, too, and they often will become paler during the warmer weather and become darker in coloration during the cooler months. Is that to match the sand around them? That's so freaking cool. Anyway, their scales are also rigid, which actually allows these um, lizards to collect water by touching it by touch oh touching the water got it with any part of their body and the capillary principle allows the water to be transported to their mouth what that's cool (laughs) anyway these lizards are diurnal and are most active during the day and live a solitary lifestyle they will dig burrows into the sandy soil to help them get out of the intense heat of the sun and tend to stay within close proximity to their home shelters These lizards will mate between August and December, and during this time, the males attract the attention of females by putting on a display. The display usually consists of some simple head bobbing and waving their legs. Amazing. After a female mates, she will lay anywhere from 3 to 10 eggs in a nesting burrow that she will dig that is usually about 30 centimeters underground. That is pretty good. That's deeper than the turtle was going, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yep. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Anyway, and these lizards are lazy (laughs) parents. They use the lay and leave strategy, and once the young hatch from their eggs, they are left to fend for themselves. The thorny devil is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List, and their population is currently stable. They are so cool looking. I love them. Anyway. Alright, well that is going to bring us to our animal of the week, and our animal of the week this week is...
1: The Fly River Turtle. The Fly
0: River Turtle. I'd never heard of them before, but when I looked them up, they are super cute. <laughs> okay, so tell us about them. So,
1: the Fly River Turtle is in the order Chelonia, and they're in the family Cerectochellidae.
0: I'm sorry, like Chelonia?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Chelonia.
0: Ah, I just imagined him smoking up, but anyway, continue on.
1: So, in the family chelidae, Okay. and their scientific name is Cerectochellis insculpta.
0: Minisculta?
1: in sculpt. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. They are native to Papua New Guinea, Northern Australia, and Southern Indonesia. They live in tropical river systems, but prefer waters with softer soil on the bottom and slower moving currents. It is not known what their lifespan is in the wild, but in captivity, they have been known to live into their late 30s. They can measure up to 70 centimeters and weigh 30 kilograms
0: and a d is is about 28 inch whoa what that's so much bigger than i thought they were i thought they were like a little like you know like eight incher
1: no they're bigger
0: what blown away okay (laughs) continue on
1: so they are sexually dimorphic and females are are larger than the males that tends to be the case with a lot of reptiles because the females have to carry the eggs okay like most other turtle species, they are omnivorous but lean more onto the plant side. They have been seen eating fruit that falls into the water, as well as leaves, stems, and seeds of aquatic plants. Occasionally, they hunt small prey like mollusks, insects, crustaceans, and even small fish. They are also known as the pig nosed turtle because they have a large, fleshy snout that looks like that of a pig.
0: It's so cute. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd say it exactly looks like a pig, but it's pretty stinking cute. Mm
1: -hmm. This weird nose allows it to breathe from the surface while keeping the rest of its body submerged underwater, which allows it to remain hidden from predators that may be lurking above. This bizarre-looking nose is also a great sensory organ, which is vitally important since they have to hunt in murky waters. They are somewhat similar to a soft-shell turtle in that they don't have a hard shell, but instead there is a leathery skin covering it. Hmm. Like many other aquatic animals, they have a form of camouflage called countershading, which means the top part of the shell is very dark and helps it blend in with the bottom of the river, and they have a light underside which helps it camouflage from predators that may be lying underneath because it won't be able to tell the turtle apart from the reflection of clouds or vegetation that may be at the surface.
0: They're so cute. I love mm-hmm. their little flippery things in the front, too.
1: Yes. They are quite a unique turtle species in that they are a freshwater species that has four legs that are modified into flippers like those in sea turtles. Yeah,
0: it very much looks like a sea, looks like a sea turtle. Yes.
1: And so they're very well adapted for living life in the water. They do have to deal with predators like crocodiles. and to use... They are surprisingly fast swimmers, and they will actually use their four front legs to propel them and then their back legs along with their tails kind of Steer. act like the rudder okay. yes and allie it's reason one of the reasons i love these guys so much is they're very much like a freshwater sea turtle
0: they're so cute look at this picture yes. look at this picture right here <laughs> is that not the cutest thing yes oh my gosh but okay. it's
1: okay the picture she's showing has its mouth open and is really cute he looks but like they actually smiling. do have a strong bite.
0: Well, also, they're big. Any turtle that size is going to have a strong Mm -hmm. bite. But I just, look how cute he is. Oh, my gosh.
1: So, like sea turtles, they also will have to come up onto land to lay their eggs. They prefer getting it further away from the waterline, so there's no instance of flooding that may drown their eggs. Mm -hmm. And also, like sea turtles, the sex of the hatchlings is determined by temperature. The higher temperature, there tends to be more females, and lower temperatures produce more males.
0: It's so crazy how Mm -hmm. that works, but anyway.
1: Yes. So, just like all turtles, they are lazy parents, and they are just going to lay and leave their (laughs) eggs.
0: Like every animal we've talked about today? Yes. Every animal today. We are lazy parenting today. Okay.
1: That's my kind of parenting. That's me (laughs) as a parent.
0: Have a child just leave? Great.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) A human child would die immediately.
1: I know. That's why we don't lay and leave, Allie.
0: (laughs) Anyway. So,
1: and one of the cool things about these guys is they actually have delayed hatching. So the off, the little hatchlings will delay the timing of which they come out of the egg to match up more w- closer to the wet season oh. when there's going to be more resources available to them.
0: That's crazy. I know. How do they know? I don't know. They sense it somehow. Mm-hmm.
1: So the fly river turtle currently is listed as an endangered species by the IUCN red list and their population is currently in decline. One of the reasons for their population decline is indigenous people have been harvesting them for their eggs as well as their meat. Uh, But they are also being captured for the international pet trade.
0: That makes sense. But how are you going to put that in a tank?
1: I don't know. As far as I know, here in the United States, they're actually very well regulated, and you can't keep them as pets.
0: I mean, the tank would like, have to be so big. I know, or a huge pond or something. Yeah.
1: Um, and due to a large them being in Australia, they tend to regulate exports of their wildlife much yeah. more strictly. <laughs> um, but in Australia, the biggest threat to this species faces habitat loss because of in agriculture, they are water extraction. For irrigation, has been decreasing the available habitat for these Aww, guys. No. Because they can't really live well outside of the water, so they need it.
0: Yeah, and they need fresh water. hmm They are so cute. Yes.
1: I remember they used to have them at the San Diego Zoo, but where they had them, and also I've been told that you can only have, like, one because they're very territorial. Oh, okay. Um, and they don't have them there now because that's where they're keeping, I believe it's their Cuban crocodiles
0: i don't even know where those are
1: it's in this all the secluded area where i'm trying to think if it is the cube i think it's cuban crocodiles near where the fishing cat is on that trail
0: oh whoa okay yeah i never do that trail yeah i rarely do. i that rarely trail.
1: do it too because i always go with my family we they just never want to go that way
0: i don't know why it's hilly <laughs> yeah well kind I, of yeah. anyway all right, oh, yeah. well, um, this is just adorable. Yes. I'm sorry. We have a dragon, a devil, and then this adorable <laughs> baby, which is big, though. Yeah. <laughs> adorable, very large baby. All right, well, that is that it for the fly river yes. turtle? I love them. I think this is one of my favorite animals now. I think it's my favorite freshwater turtle. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. All right, well, that is going to bring us to our challenge, and it's going to be interesting today because I've done the same amount of um, cups entries that i've always done and we are probably gonna finish it before the time runs out if we don't finish it before the time runs out that's sad so anyway um let's see who's going first thank you roll that here that's gonna be you that was a nat one and that one that one is an absolute failure oh so i realized as i was saying that i probably should say that right after i said that's you (laughs) Don't worry, that's me. I'm okay. an absolute failure. We
1: do five minutes, right? Five minutes, yes. Okay.
0: Okay, and you're going first. Alrighty. Alright. You hit the timer when you're ready.
1: Alrighty. Oh. Instead of a fork, you'll eat with a...
0: Knife? A spoon.
1: Uh-huh. And birds have a, a what? Bill. A spoon bill? Yep.
0: Okay, cool. Alright. Um... I didn't know this was a thing. This is a random one. Okay, um... What is, what is that saying? Life is your... No. It's Oyster? like... Yeah, good job. Okay. And then not a frog, but a... Toad. And then animals that are in the water. Fish? Yeah, so put all three of those together. toad toadfish? Yep, that's a thing.
1: I'm going to have to look this up. Yep. Oh, this is in beehives. Honey? Uh-huh. Um. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh, So it's a bird. Okay. They're related to vultures,
0: technically.
1: Well, actually, they're closely related to raptors, but they scavenge. Uh,
0: I might just. Uh, a honey bustard.
1: Not a bustard. So the keep that last part. Okay. Um. What? So you said the honey, and what's in beehives? It's, I don't. It's honey. Bees are bees are in beehives, and what do bees do? What sound do they make? A buzz. Okay. So put that with the last part of the...
0: I said honey bustard. I
1: know. So get rid of the bust.
0: Oh. Honey turd?
1: <laughs> no. So bees, they...
0: Buzz. Yeah.
1: Add that to the rest of the word.
0: Honey buzz? Honey turd buzz. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: You said bustard. Yes. I told you, just get rid of the bust. Yeah. Just that first part. Yeah. Keep the ending.
0: She's endings. with a turd. is <laughs> horrible.
1: <laughs> no bust t
0: oh erd. Re- okay erd? yeah so- honey buzzard yes okay okay like a buzzer okay like a buzzard is like a vulture okay yeah okay oh my God. um okay so not blue but red okay and what's that thing that you tap on when we announce our animal of the week
1: a drum yes
0: Red drum. Yep, there we Red, go. <laughs> what? I'm not it's probably a fish.
1: Okay. Um. So I make fun of this kind of rabbit. Uh,
0: it's a jackrabbit.
1: Okay. Um. But it's a bird. I think it's a bird.
0: What the? Fuck? Yeah. Oh, it's that
1: weird one that you.
0: Uh,
1: you go blank hunting.
0: Blank deer hunting?
1: No, it's for. Bir- I'm surprised you were never told this. Pigeon hunting? No. Uh.
0: Pheasant hunting? I might have to skip. This Duck one. hunting.
1: Um. Oh, so. And this is a kind of rifle. <laughs> that allows you to shoot things very, very far away.
0: Uh, scope? That's a scope. That's not the rifle, though. I have no idea.
1: Oh a sniper God. rifle? Okay. Oh,
0: okay. Like that. Okay. So,
1: get rid of the rifle part. Okay, sniper. Get rid of the R. Snipe. Okay. And what kind of rabbit was it?
0: A jack snipe? Yeah. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So, not a lizard, but the other main type of reptile. Snake. And... Not your feet, blank shoulders, knees, and toes.
1: (laughs) Blank head, snake head? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, oh, cats and dogs sit on your... Lap? Okay, and birds have what? Beaks? To fly.
0: Wings. Okay. Lap, wing. Yep. Okay. Um, so not a greater. But lesser. Um... Polar bears are, well, sort of this color. White. Yes. And um, the thing inside your neck is your... Throat. Yes. So put those together.
1: Lesser white throat? Yes. Good job. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So so, same color as a polar bear. Okay. White. But this is a bird found here. So when an animal is big, it's also called... A great... Okay. Greater. No. Great. Just keep the great. Great. Um. The color of a polar bear is a.
0: A white. And they a pelican.
1: No, not a pelican. They eat fish.
0: He grit. Yes. No. Okay. Yay. Great. White. Okay. Okay. Oh God. Um. Okay. It's a. It's a type of um jewel that's red. Ruby. Yes. And a king wears a. Crown. Yes.
1: Ruby crown. Oh shit. Ah.
0: Nah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read the rest of the word. I can't say king. Ah, dang it! Were we only miss one? Yeah. Are you out of yours? Yeah, Damn so it! Damn it!
1: Can we reveal what it
0: is? I think this is one you screwed up. I think you did the same screw up. Oh really? I think you. Did. I think this is one of our reject. It was a ruby crown kinglet. I'm, we're not going to do this again for one clue. <laughs> ruby crown kinglet. Oh my god. Anyway, wow. Okay. We barely made it, and we didn't actually make it because we screwed up. So how many we get? Nine, I'm assuming? Yeah. One, two, three, four,
1: five.
0: Yep, nine, because I screwed up the last one. Well, it was not the worst we've ever done. Nope. So anyway, there we go. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Next week is our listener's choice. So if you are one of our Patreon members at tier two make sure you vote in that and uh i don't know what i was gonna say
1: <laughs> i don't either
0: as always be your host ally and casey and we will catch you on the next episode of the animal addicts podcast